Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the In Everything Podcast. <laughs> it's your hosts, Alice, Lexi, and Mahima. Yeah, and we are here again with uh, our friend Ethan Hanlon, who has very graciously agreed to come and talk about worship. So hopefully... <laughs> very graciously. <laughs> very graciously. Um, if, you, if you haven't listened to part one, go back, listen to that one. For, I mean... Yeah, yeah, go it's a back. Good, it's, <laughs> go back and then come back to this one and listen. Yeah, this is part, part two. two. Hey, and if you want to go back and listen to it again, like, <laughs> yeah. you can just go back and do it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now we kind of talked about in the first part about what is worship. And now we're going to move a little bit more. Um, I guess we did talk about how, but let's talk a bit more about how. And as we very practically go through this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I put together just a simple three-step. I say simple, but it can be difficult to do. It's but, simple, um, but it's hard. Yes. <laughs> just a three-step plan just to how to really, you know, do God-honoring worship and how to prepare yourself for that. And I just kind of spoiled our first word right oh there. Goodness. But our first step is prepare your heart. And so as we talked about in that first one, you know, a worship really centers around, you know, your heart, because that's where God is really looking. So you, you all have heard this kind of before, but what, what are some ways you guys prepare your hearts before worship? Now that you've had time to, you know, practice some of these things. Yeah, we kind of mentioned in the, the first part of this episode how worship is a posture of the heart that we, we live in in our everyday. And so ever since hearing you speak about this the first time, actually, Ethan, I have started every day, every morning when I pray, I start with this prayer of asking God to clean and purify my heart because if I want to worship him with my whole life, I need to make sure that I'm right with him before I walk into that day. So that's Yeah, important. and I, I think um, that's the thing, right? Like we can't, sin separates us from God. Mm-hmm. So we can't yeah. be near him if there's mm-hmm. still sin in mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. Um, but like praise the Lord for Jesus and what he did and that we can have that forgiveness and he cleanses fully anytime we, we repent and ask for that forgiveness. But we can't, it's not a one and done. It's a, all the time we need to be yeah. asking for that Amen. forgiveness. Yeah. So, all the time. All the time. <laughs> so for, for me, being able to practice this, um, some things that I like to do is um, have some, a little bit of quiet time if I can. Um, before, even if it's a Sunday morning, um, gathering at church or, um, even just whatever, whatever it is, if it is more of a, an event type of thing where Christians are gathering together, I like to have a little bit of alone time before Mm -hmm. to be able to pray, to be able to just be with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to do some deep breaths just to <laughs> get myself like yeah. centered again, I yeah, guess. To and prepare your yeah. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I think that's like a major thing. And I think, you know, remembering that I always like to, you know, reinstate because people will say, you know, David, he worshiped in brokenness. And there's definitely a difference between brokenness mm-hmm. and sinfulness. Right. And yeah, making sure that your heart is in a clean state, that you know you're forgiven, is key. And you can be broken. And man, I'm a broken vessel a lot. And that's who God yeah. uses. But yeah, 
making sure, knowing that difference that, you know, you can be broken and clean at the same time. Yeah, and I th- just adding to that quickly, um, it's not like, a, I think a lot of times we can approach repentance or asking forgiveness for our sins as like, okay, now I did this now so I can feel better, you know, about myself. But it's like, I think understanding in humility the weight of sin and how much of an abomination that is against God, you know, and realizing this is not like, this hurts God more than it hurts me um, so much more. And I think realizing that in humility, like kind of what we talked about um, last episode, um, just about, you know, in humility, in repentance, and like mm. this is about um, taking this away from hurting God. Yeah, I think it's a it's a step that we don't put enough emphasis on. Mm. And, and I remember hearing this once, and this was um, a mentor, you know, teaching teaching me, I guess, how to teach. And he, he said this, and it kind of changed my whole thought process about at least preparing. And he was like, do you know how long Jesus prepared for his ministry? 30 whole years. And if you think about it, yeah, he didn't go into ministry until, no, 30. And like he took 30 years, you know, just being in society, learning the people and just preparing to do that. And you see that pattern with Paul and many others in the Bible who took a lot of time to really prepare. Mm -hmm. And I forget that a lot of the time. Another great example, Esther, you know, Mm -hmm. she, she had to prepare for 12 months before even coming before the king. Mm -hmm. How much do we prepare our hearts, you know, Mm -hmm. when coming before the king? That's really good. And I remember just a cool thought, you know, how, how would you go if the queen invited you, the queen of England invited you to a nice dinner? No, I'm sure you'd dress up pretty nice. You'd prepare yourself really good. Now imagine you're going to dinner with the king of the universe. Yeah. And <laughs> which you are constantly. <laughs> and, and just these thoughts, you know, yeah. I don't focus enough on preparing, even looking at my life right now. And, you know, there's a great joy in just being ready and making sure you're prepared to go into the worship, to go into ministry. I think also, re- reflecting back on Jesus, um, we don't know much about what he did in that time mm-hmm. before, but even a story that Mary Mary tells about when he was lost and they found him at the at the temple in his father's ho- house. Mm-hmm. In the and, father's house. And yeah. he was, you know learning from the spiritual teachers they're also teaching because he was jesus but like he was prepping himself with the with the word Mm -hmm. learning the scriptures knowing um you know all of these things right so it's not just you know prepping and and doing nothing it's it's work it's work that we're it's training time Mm -hmm. where like esther was being like beautified and all these things to go through Mm -hmm. um you know, I think of like all the princess movies, you know, when they're like training for yeah. you know, like how to be a princess. So. Yeah. But yeah, that type of idea. It's not doing nothing. It's it's active work. And we're, we're all musicians. In fact, these three women are fantastic musicians. And I am sure I am. I will go out on quite the limb and say they practice and prepare for their juries quite a lot. They prepare. And, you know, it's just as important to be preparing to come into the presence of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Just as, it's way more important. It is way more important. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And in terms of this idea of, of repentance and just having a clean heart, I think a lot of Christians 
especially people who have been Christians kind of their whole lives and would say they were saved when they were quite young children, don't necessarily realize the weight of that. I know I didn't. I didn't realize mm -hmm. how often I should be coming to God and asking yeah. him to purify my heart. I was kind of like, oh, I asked God to be my savior when I was seven. And, you know, that's that's good. That's it. But you already kind of said this before. It's not one and done. And we yeah. do have to do this all the time because we sin all the time. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we should move on to the next P. <laughs> yeah. And and so the preparing if you're, if you're thinking like in the timeline of, of worshiping, I guess you could say there's like a past, present, future. So preparing your heart, that's done first, the past. Now the present thing is ironically presenting your heart, a present present. So you could even remember it. <laughs> and that's an active action, you know, that you're doing during worship. And so for instance, we'll just use singing as an example. You know, if you're worshiping, praising God, Let's say you're just there, you know, singing along, but you're not, you know, thinking about what you're singing. You're not really thinking about those lyrics. So you're not actively presenting your heart to God. They're just kind of going in one ear, out the other. And now you're singing these words, but you don't even you're just know. just going through the motions. Yeah. I think yeah. also uh, thinking about who are you singing this to? Like, yeah. you can be really thinking about the lyrics, but I think something that was pivotal for me is actually like in my mind saying like imagining that i was you know in i am in the presence of god but like visualizing that in my yeah. head and being like jesus this is to you i'm saying this to you not to even when leading worship this isn't for the congregation this isn't for yeah um anybody here it's for it's for you god mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I even want to add too, like another example of worship. I know we've talked about worship isn't just singing or music in the last episode. It is, you know, like we worship God in everything that we do. So another example of that can be like, for example, all four of us right now are students. Um, and that means worship and glorifying God can be doing our schoolwork or mm. the things he's appointed us to do right now with excellence, you know, mm. and like, like God wants us, he's given us these gifts and talents. He wants us to glorify him with those to the best of the ability he's given us. So I think that doing those things with excellence, realizing that this is not for me, these talents he's given aren't given me are not for me, but to ultimately worship and glorify him mm. and remembering that always. And, re you know, like reminding ourselves because we're prone to forget, mm -hmm. reminding ourselves constantly, this is worship to God. I need to do this with excellence. Right. Yeah. Another example, too. Like looking at me, I, I'm not that. I, I have the attention span of like a stick. And I don't even have the attention span. But like, man, sometimes when praying, you know, you know, in God's presence, sometimes I don't know where my mind goes. You know, I'm praying and then for some reason, tacos appear in the mind. And I want a taco. I'm there too. Like the distraction just. A lot so, of us yeah, I'm not like actively, you know, presenting my heart. And it's a very challenging thing to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, true God honoring prayer and worship, and, you know, being in the Holy Spirit presence, you know, that'll be, you know, being completely focused. And there's many things. And I know we're not going to get into like prayer specifically, but, you know, just doing things like we were talking about in the last video, doing things like writing things down, leaving yourselves reminders um, or per how we prepare your hearts every morning doing like routines mm -hmm. begin to build those patterns 
so that we can, you know, present and we're used to presenting. Like training, just like, yeah, yeah. we're training our hearts to be able to present this way. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wanted to read a verse, uh, or Alice, I think Alice had the verse. Romans chapter 12, 1 to 2. Do you want to read it? Yeah. So it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm, yeah. And I mean, I'm stuck in this body. You guys are stuck in that body. We're always constantly in this body. And Paul is saying, you know, we got to be constantly a living sacrifice, holy, which is impossible. I can't be holy. <laughs> Only through Christ am I being sanctified to one day maybe get close, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, only through Christ can we obtain, you know, be that living sacrifice, you know, being acceptable to God. And I really like your that version translated, you know, spiritual worship. Um, mine translates it reasonable service. And even just thinking, like, I, I like I like reasonable service because it's like, I'm like presenting my body every day as a sacrifice. Like that's the bare minimum that I'm supposed to do. It's just your reasonable, reasonable service. service. Yeah, Paul's just like, yeah, you gotta do this. It's it's your reasonable it's service. Like, yeah, duh. Yeah. And, and I forget that though. Like, yeah, yeah. I need to be you know constantly presenting myself yeah. and. The Israelites in Isaiah 57, 6 says that they offered, you know, these offerings, uh, food offering, the drink offering on a daily basis. And we need to be offering our bodies on a daily basis. We need to be, you know, constantly in worship. Worship isn't just for Sunday. Worship yes. is for every day, mm -hmm. every moment. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. so true. So. And so just like, yeah, wrapping your heart that you are, you know, you want to be in that active, present place of presenting your heart and making sure you know that your mind is focused on God and it takes a lot of work and it can discourage yeah. me sometimes you know when I you know become unfocused and but but it takes a lot of work and you know if we're praying that God will teach us these things he will I think with with learning any discipline um it's cool how discipline just like is a skill in itself it doesn't necessarily matter what your discipline is so whether it's um you know sports for us it's music for whether it's you know what's another thing to be lots of things i'm trying to think of one more example what uh exercise okay that's similar to sports but um, <laughs> sorry anyways so so that idea where like you can't go zero to 100 and it that's important to remember as well that this is a journey and um you're not you're not going to be able to go from only maybe going to church on Sunday mornings or maybe not even at all to be like all the time praying all the time you yeah. know reading your bible doing that that's not a realistic goal but it is something that we should all be aiming for yeah. and i think it's important to not get discouraged by other people who are ahead of us on this journey, but be encouraged by them and see mm. that it is a possible. It, Jesus makes it possible to get there, mm -hmm. but that comes from our our obedience to Him. Yeah. And so yeah. setting those realistic. Exactly, you got to take it a step at a time. You know, you can't reach from point A to point Z. You got to just go 
one step at a time. Exactly. It takes work. <laughs> a lot of work. A lot of work. But like any any discipline, learning how to play a sport, a lot of people start super young. Music, we've all, you know, mm-hmm. countless hours, countless hours working on these things. And when we, when we get a, a piece, we can't, most people can't play it at tempo yet, like at the right speed. It takes a long time to get there. And, but it's that gradual increments, right? So mm-hmm. once praying maybe for 10 minutes in the morning is a breeze, right? Like, don't stop there. Like, don't be comfortable in that. You know, mm-hmm. keep challenging, keep pushing. Um, and that's a really practical thing to do um, just in your, in your walk and growing mm-hmm. in the Lord. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about our third P, our last P? And so we talked about the past, the present, and now how about, you know, after, uh, after those first two things, what now can you do? And really before I mention the third one, I'd say the third one is, it's optional. It's not required for worship. And you can find many verses in the Bible, though, that teach, you know, this but making sure those first two things, those are the core things of worship and coming before God. So making sure you remember those two first things, uh, they, they are the key. Because the third one is proclaiming your heart. And whether that be on your knees, whether it be raising your hands, you know, that glorifies God, those actions. God loves, you know, seeing those symbols of worship. But if you're doing those things and your heart isn't prepared and your heart and you're not presenting your heart, you know, you're, you're leaving a false testimony for all those watching you. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, as we read in that first, in the first uh, segment, you know, God will turn his eyes from those lifted hands. He'll close his ears to your prayers. I guess cover his ears. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure God could close his ears. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> if he has <laughs> ears. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just like realizing that you know, it's a big responsibility proclaiming your heart because you're, you're, pro, you're setting that testimony to everyone else. In fact, you should just treat it like you are like living your daily Christian life. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to, for instance, be at church and I don't know, you're not going to be anywhere swearing because obviously that dampens your testimony. People are going to look down like, oh, that's a Christian, but they're swearing all that or like, or if your actions aren't really exemplifying Christ, then you know, that, that dampens your testimony. Except now, this testimony, you know, it's for, it's for God. Mm-hmm. And other people are looking at your raised hands on your knees. Just as the Jews looked up to the Pharisees, they see that. And they look up to those good examples. Yeah. But if it's like all a lie, God, you know, if you're leading others astray... that's serious yeah and i think that's why it's so important that this order is followed you know prepare present and Mm. then proclaim because if you start off with proclaim you your heart isn't in that right place it's like what are you proclaiming yeah you're not there humbly repenting you're not there presenting your heart and realizing why i'm worshiping you're doing the actions with no backing up to why i'm Mm -hmm. doing the actions you know and that's why it can come out like i could be lifting my hands and thinking about what i'm going to eat for lunch you know like What's, how is that, you know, lining up? You know, how am I worshiping God through that if I'm not realizing why I'm worshiping God? And then that leads to me realizing I'm lifting my hands, I'm on my knees worshiping Jesus because of what he's done, because I've realized this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I just want to say too, that and like as a challenge again the bio in no way if, if you're not comfortable raising your hands like 
I, I find that a lot of people will determine, you know, if someone's worshiping or if they're enjoying worship by if their hands are raised. Mm. And like, no, you can be worse. You can be a worship warrior, like from your heart, you can be standing as still as a pencil and still be in full God honoring worship. And, and it's like realizing again, getting that judgmental self, you know, it's between you and God. And, and sometimes I think, you know, why, why does everyone raise their hands? I mean, the Bible talks about, you know, bowing to your knees much, much, much more than raising your hands. Yes, there are verses about raising your hands in worship, but there's so much more about bowing on my knees and how much do I actually really bow on my knees? And, and some, the, the Bible even mentions, you know, raising your hands during prayer a lot more than in singing. And so how much am I, you know, when gathered with people, raising my hands in prayer, how much by myself am I on my knees mm -hmm. and am I raising my hands mm -hmm. in prayer? And I don't know, it gets you to think, you know, are you falling into something where you see others doing it so you mm -hmm. feel like you have to do it? Is it something that you grew up doing and therefore, you know, that determined why you're doing it now? Or is it truly an action of reverence to which you're saying, Lord, I'm lifting my hands and I'm on my knees for you. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think that's just a major thing. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think a big danger is doing it to look like you're worshiping. So mm -hmm. if you don't have those first two steps and you, but you want other people to think that you are truly worshiping or you want to look like you're super spiritual yeah. or a really good Christian, ah, I yeah. should probably raise my hands while I'm singing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think that's why it's such an amazing thing that worship is about your heart and your relationship with, okay, God deserves worship and glory whether or not we think he does, but he does, right? And that's why I think it starts with your heart and that when we go to church and when we worship with other Christians, um, worship God together, that's a beautiful thing, mm -hmm. but that is not what it's all about, you know? Like, it's about my heart posture mm -hmm. to Jesus, and when we can do it with, with each other while, like, praise God, like, all of us together in one place doing mm -hmm. it at the same time, but your heart posture, I think, is what is ultimately important. Yeah. Challenge yourself, like, if, if everything, if all your community relationships with people in, in like the church, if that was all stripped away and it was just you and God, what, what would be left? Mm. I think just mm. thinking about that because God he cares about your relationship with him. He cares about you and that's where your heart needs to be focused on. It's between mm -hmm. you and him. Mm -hmm. And I, I think something also that's really cool about this, this proclamation um, and we have talked a lot about posture, but the symbolism of this proclamation like yes it is a testimony other people are seeing it but even in in this alone time with god if no one else is around it's still so mm -hmm. you can proclaim it like yes. you don't it doesn't need to be for other people it can be um so bowing down is a great symbol of just lowering yourself mm -hmm. and exalting god and you know getting there humbly and um why do christians raise their hands I think a big thing that it's related to would be to surrender, mm -hmm. um, you know, like hands up. Yeah. I'm pointing finger guns right now. You can't see, but <laughs> 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 but that we're we're surrendering, we're giving it up, um, and it's a really really powerful symbol, and it's not for anybody else. 
that posture is also for God. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is such a such a powerful way to proclaim what is going on yeah. inside your heart. Yeah, my my roommate uh, actually explained this to me. It, it, it changed the way you know how I thought about prayer. But you know, you know, you always say you know, you know, fold your hands when you were taught that when you were younger when you come to <laughs> prayer, and it and you know. People would just say it's so you don't get distracted by your hands or touch other people when you're younger. But there's actually a historical significance, as my roommate was explaining. He's a history major. And and that is when coming before a king, you'd usually bow on your knees and you fold your hands as, a, as if saying, you know, I have no weapons. I'm not going to try anything. I'm not going to, you know, stab you or anything. It's showing that you are completely in submission mm-hmm. to that king. And so coming in that way to prayer, it's just so cool. Like there's so many actions in the Bible where, yes. that are important to do. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's really cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I wanted to expand on one thing. I wanted to read one verse from Acts because this one is, is so cool. Because again, it really, it really showed me what true you know, worship looks like. And uh, if someone, one of you has it, it's Acts 16 verse 25 to read. I'll read it. Um, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. Yeah. So this is so cool because in the story, Paul and Silas, you know, they just got captured. In fact, and this really makes me think, you know, cause I complain about my bad times. <laughs> I complain if I stub my toe, these two men, they were beaten in inches of their lives. They were then taken to this deepest solitary of the Roman prisons and back in the day historically they would have been chained by by their feet and hoisted up so they would have been upside down in these prisons in the complete darkness and being again inches from their lives and here they are singing and praising God <laughs> and it blows my mind yeah when I'm in pain I'm like I'm cranky but these two men they're they are they set the example right and and it pays off because it says the others were listening to them and even later you know we see someone you know profess christ as as savior the jailer mm-hmm. and other people see your actions and so again knowing that you are setting that example when you proclaim yeah. your heart you know people are watching mm-hmm. right. and it's your privilege and honor to be able to proclaim to god so take it seriously you know yeah, and what a cool testimony is that when people know that times are tough for you right now, like your friends know you're going through something not so great, but you're still praising God mm-hmm. through that, that is super powerful. It's not only, I think Mahima said this earlier, God is always deserving of our praise. Mm-hmm. It's not only when we feel good mm-hmm. or when things in our life are going well that he deserves mm-hmm. praise. Mm-hmm. I think notice that that none of what we have talked about in either one of these is about what we get from God in mm-hmm. worship because that is not what worship yeah. is about. Exactly. Worship is us giving to God mm. in in our attention, our posture, our, you know, not talking in silence and all these things that we're talking about, ways that we, we give, and it's not about what God is giving us. Yes, yeah. In my yeah, in my original sermon title, I I usually title these notes. Uh, you know, I heard this out of camp. You know, are you a giver or a taker? And really, just like thinking about how much do you go to church 
you know, saying uh, or, or asking others, you know, what did you take away from the message today? Or, or yeah, I, yeah, the worship was so good today. I, I got so much from it. <laughs> and it's, and I, I find myself, you know, saying and like thinking, yeah, I took these things away from it. Yeah. And, and sure, those things are good. But that's not what church is about. Yeah, that's not yeah. what worship is about. Exactly. It's about giving to God. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, being a giver and not a taker. And, and yeah, don't get me wrong. You know, there are many amazing things that come from worship. You, you got joy, peace. Yeah. And you can look forward to those things. Yeah. But if you're worshiping to take those things away... You got it all wrong. Exactly. And that's the thing about like when we worship and when we realize who God is and how amazing and um, glorious he is, you know, and those things, uh, that joy, that peace, that love we get from worship is him freely gifting those things to us, you know, Um, and that's when we, he's gracious, you know, he gives that to us when we, you know offer that praise to him which he's always worthy of um and i think that goes with our our whole theme of this podcast of you know him being worthy in everything and that we're able to worship him and glorify Mm -hmm. him in everything um yeah with that i think we should just do a quick review of our three p's so (laughs) the first p is prepare your heart the second p is present your heart and only after those first two things are done you can do the third thing, which is proclaim your heart. So prepare, present, proclaim, write it in your phone, <laughs> know it, have it change your life. Uh, and yeah, I think we're going to ask uh, one of them to pray and close. <laughs> yeah, I'll just pray to finish this up. Um, God, just thank you so much for this podcast, this conversation, for... Uh, these two ladies here and for Ethan for joining us and thank you for the message that you've put on his heart and the way that it has touched each of us already um, from hearing it and um, that he was willing to come and share it again God Mm -hmm. the way your spirit is working through him and that is so cool and I just pray that it would really speak to anyone listening today that uh, it would just really touch them and that they would be convicted of maybe the misconceptions they have about worship And that you would just change each of our hearts, change the heart Mm -hmm. of every listener to truly worship you and prepare and present and proclaim their heart to you every Mm -hmm. single day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I pray this all in your name. Amen. Mm -hmm. And may we glorify you in everything we do. Thank you so much, Ethan, for for having me. Bye, everyone.